This is Ali Ciardo, and this is Photo Field Notes, stories and inspiration from professional photographers. This is Ali Ciardo, and I'm talking with Angie Garbo from Chicago. All right, Angie, let's hear your story. Why did you become a photographer, and what was the path that you took to get there? Well, my path is maybe not a typical one, and maybe these days it's a little more typical, but I actually, I started taking pictures as a little kid, and I was always encouraged to do that as a hobby, but growing up, going to school, the time that it was, you, you went to school, you went out, and you, got, and you got a job, and photography was always part of what I did for me, and kind of the fun thing that I did, and I never considered it as a career. I've just never encouraged to do it as a career. So I went into IT and I worked for Accenture and Anderson Consulting for several years. I had my own consulting practice for quite a few years. And I traveled, you know, I was traveling three weeks out of the month, you know, five days out of the week. I got burnt out, took a step back and decided to look at what did I really want to do? Uh, you know, here I was, I had a really great job. I had a great husband, house, dog, all that good stuff. And I was miserable. So I decided to I start working with a life coach and she kind of, um, you know, I kept talking about photography and it was never something I considered as a, as an option for what I was going to do next. But she, she encouraged me to kind of take a look at it. And, and one of my big fears that we talked about was I loved it. It was my escape. It was what I did to kind of relax. And, and what I did for me, my concern was that if I started getting paid for it, it would become a job and then I wouldn't like it anymore. So she really encouraged me to kind of dip my toe in the water, take a look at it, and while I was going through that process, at the same time, one of my bigger clients, um, I had two really big clients at the time, I was working between 80 and 90 hours a week, um, they came to me and said, we'd really love you to become full-time. And, I, you know, they'd gone through three mergers and acquisitions, I was part of all of that. As a consultant, I, I was sort of shielded from all of the negativity and the layoffs and the bad morale happening in the office, poor morale in the office, but to step into that with my eyes open and go back into the corporate world after consulting for so long, I knew that that just was not for me. So I tell people that rarely has the fork in the road been so clearly presented to me. It was time to make a change. So uh, I hung up the phone that day with the client, and I knew that that, that, that was it. Uh, I was done doing what I was doing. It was going to need to be some transition for sure, but, you know, maybe this was the universe telling me I should try this photography thing. So, um... So I started, I started, you know, I took some time off and I started very slowly. I, I had already been, I had shot weddings for fam, for friends. I had done some note cards with my travel photography. The travel photography was really what I did a lot of on my own. And um, started going, to t contacting friends and family and saying, look, I, I want to build a bigger portfolio. I'll come shoot you, your family, your kids for free, you know, whatever, just to kind of start building a portfolio. The same time, um, I haven't. Uh, I, I shot all through high school and college. I had access to a dark room in college, so I, I did get into um, the processing and the film aspect of it pretty pretty heavily. But I never, I uh, didn't do any, you know, a lot of formal training in, in photography. But because I had been shooting for so long, I had taught myself about up stop and shutter speed and and that sort of thing. I started taking classes at the Chicago Photography Center, and um, the first class I took was a portraiture class because I kind of felt like I was really great with natural light, but I didn't know what to do with flash. I didn't really know, you know, I knew that I knew that filming kids, shooting kids, I could get down on the ground with them, and I could have a lot of fun with them, and I knew I enjoyed that, but when it came to families and groups and uh, working with adults, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience with that. So it was a really great way for me to, you know, kind of focus a little bit on, on what I felt I needed to, which was portraiture. And at the time, I really, you know, weddings, weddings were, they were kind of out there. I thought, wow, someday maybe that might be cool. Um, the other part of me was like, oh, weddings, you know, I don't know. Do I really want to do that? So I spent my initially, my first couple of years, I really spent building a business of families, kids. Um, and I did some corporate work and uh, uh, headshots, um, product photography, retail photography for local businesses, that sort of thing. And then uh, totally by chance, I ran into a photographer who was looking for a second. And 
uh, he asked, uh, he knew that I was affiliated with the Chicago Photography Center. So he emailed me saying, hey, you know, do you know anybody who might want to do some second photography and weddings? And I said, well, what about me? Uh, so um, we met, he looked at my portfolio. And, and one thing I tell people uh, when you're looking at going into weddings, you know, it's really important to try and do some second shooting because you, you don't, it's really the only way to learn what it's really like without you know, being on the hook for that person's day, you know, and, you know, I tell people in your portfolio, obviously you don't need to have weddings in your portfolio because if you haven't shot any weddings, how can you get experience, you know, you need experience shooting them before you can shoot them, but you do need to be able to work with people. You need to be able to show that you understand light. You need to be able to show kind of a, you know, you don't want to see a bunch of buildings and then have somebody tell you they want to shoot weddings. You know, you need to have a portfolio that reflects some sensitivity to working with individuals and, and that sort of thing. So we met. He liked what he liked what I had done. And I started shooting with him. I shot for him. I shot second photographer for him for almost two full seasons and tried to kind of decide if this is what I want to do. Now, I will say that after the first couple of weddings, I was totally hooked. The adrenaline of a wedding, just the, the fact that you're on the whole time. And for me, the honor of being in that space of somebody's potentially most important day of their lives. That to me, it, it just, uh, it, it, it's what hooks me. It's what gets me in. I still cry every weekend. I, I, I photograph weddings every weekend and I still cry. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, at some point during the day I cry. Um, and so, you know, I do think that you have to kind of love it. Um, I don't think that weddings are something that you can just kind of phone in, you know, they're, you're on all day. You're really on the hook and you're capturing these people's memories. I mean, this isn't, you can't, there's no do overs, you know, when you're doing headshots, you're doing product photography, even family photography to a certain extent, you know, you can ask them to do that again. You can ask them to, you know, okay, I need to like change this light. Can you hold on a second? You know, but the kiss, the first kiss only comes once. It's there. It's gone. You missed the kiss. You've missed the kiss. You can't ask them to do it again, you know, technically. Um, so, so, you know, uh, after about two years of shooting second and, and, uh, I, I dipped my toe in the water very, 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 very slowly doing my own, getting my own weddings. Um, I started off like a lot of people doing very short, you know, I would do a lot of people that were referring to me were, um, people that really just wanted coverage for maybe the getting ready and the ceremony. And then, or maybe they were having a very small, you know, reception. So maybe just a couple, you know, maybe somewhere between four or four or five hours of coverage. I started off doing, um, providing them with a DVD of images along with some proof prints. Um, and then slowly worked up to the whole album thing and everything else. And so, you know, I'm seven, seven years full time in, um, to the, to the wedding and, and, and the photography thing. I've never looked back. I've never been sorry that I, that I, you know, took the path that I did and, and it's not, you know, and it's, it's not without its challenges and it's not, um, you know, it's not, it, it's a, I think that everybody can, is willing to kind of make that jump, um, into being number one, self-employed and, and going into photography and am I good enough and all that. But um, I think that if you feel at all inclined, you owe it to yourself to at least give it a try, you know. Are there any things along the way, mistakes that you made or if, looking back now, things you wish you would have known then? Yeah, I think, you know, I didn't have a lot of mentors. I had so the person that I second shot with was great. He was he was, you know, he was he gave, he gave me he was really good at giving feedback. I had to ask for it, but he was really good at giving feedback when I asked for it. Um, and, you know, I got to kind of see how he was shooting, which is then, you know, and then my own style kind of came out of that. But I wish that there had been someone at the time who could really have been a, a more of a mentor to me in terms of um, both both just the just the act of photographing a wedding, you know, how to approach a wedding day, you know, um, to get to get what you need as a photographer. But then, you know, to really kind of make it special for them as well. And then also uh, from a business perspective. Now, I've been self-employed before I went into photography. So being self-employed was not something that scared me. I understood that, you know, there were ups and downs and peaks and valleys and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it didn't scare me. But 
It's a much different process when you have to market yourself a little bit more heavily than I did as a consultant. And so I kind of also wish that I had had sort of a, a business a business mentor, someone to say, this is how you should structure your business. Because I approached it like my consulting practice initially, which worked for a little while, but, but very, very quickly became limiting in what I could do and how I could do it and how to I could really expand my business. So something that I have done since then is, you know, I've, I've done a lot of seminars and workshops and, and that sort of thing. And I found some people who I really, whose opinions I really value and appreciate, whose styles I connect with, um, who, you know, I now kind of look to, I, I, you know, for questions and, and, um, and things like that. So yeah, I think it's really important to find a support group for lack of a better word, whether it's business that you, you know, whatever it is that you feel maybe is not your, your strong point. And I think as creative people, you know, we just want to take pictures and, and it's easy to say we just want to take pictures. But if you neglect the business side of it and you treat it as sort of a second fiddle, you know, you'll 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 shoot a lot of weddings for 500 bucks and you'll never quit that day job. You really have to take the business side as seriously as as your photography, even if you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, truly. And you mentioned that over the years, kind of approaching marketing differently and the way that you marketed early on and how you've had to adapt that. So how has your marketing changed over the years? You know, my initial marketing, I'll, I'll be honest, was sort of, um, it was knee jerk and a little, um, came from a position of fear rather than a position of, of kind of, uh, rather than from an informed position of this is really what's going to work for my business. So when people, when you, when, when, for whatever reason you get out there in the network, you start networking or you put your website up or whatever, you know, people find you and, um, by people, I mean, salespeople. So, you know, all of a sudden the marketers sort of come out, the word works, the magazines, the online ads, all that kind of stuff. You know, when you sign up for forums or you do any of that kind of stuff, you become a target. And I definitely got initially got kind of, um, sucked in to the, the notion that I had to pay for advertising to build my business. So, you know, I, for two years, I threw money away on online advertising that really only resulted in, um, lots of work on my, on my part in terms of responding to requests for people who really were just looking for price. That's all they wanted. They didn't want to meet me. They didn't want to know much about my work. They just want to know how much I cost. And that's not my particular business model. And so, you know, living you learn. I stopped doing that kind of advertising. I am a much better people person than I am kind of just a, I'm not a volume based person. You know, I would rather have 10 solid great weddings a year with couples that I connect with than 35 that are just, I'm just turning and burning through. That's just not my business model. It's not who I am. So I learned that really the referral business, which is how I ran my consulting business. And, and it was how I ran my family photography part of the business was really what I needed to stick to. So I'm a big advocate of getting out into the community. I'm very active in my local community here. I'm on the board of directors for the Chamber of Commerce, for the Chicago Photography Center. I get out and, and go to business networking events, so non-photography and non-wedding industry business events. Um, so, you know, there's, I mean, they happen everywhere. I've worked with organizations like NABO, which is the National Association for Women Business Owners. It's, it's also a national thing. There are lots of groups like that that are not photography or wedding industry specific. And I get a lot, I mean, I would say 95% of my business is referral based. And so that's what I work now. I don't pay for online advertising. I don't, you know, I don't spend money on print advertising and, and it works for me. So that's really been a big change. Um, and I put my money elsewhere. I put my money into back into my business, back into things like equipment, the website, you know, I mean, there's, there's always something to spend money on. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So if you had to list a few resources, whether they're books or magazines or even kind of 
more community sort of community-based resources? What would you recommend people look into? So here in Chicago, um, we um, there's, there's actually a very very strong photographer uh, support group network of groups I should say here in Chicago, and and some of them are national. So for example, um, Jane Sanders wrote a book called Fast Track Photographer, which I think for someone new to the business or someone thinking about getting into photography, it's a really good starting point to kind of get your head in 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 a position of what kind of photographer you want to be. Um, he kind of lays that out pretty well, and it's an, it's an easy read. He has groups called Fast Track Photographer Groups, and they're really set up to be to support, to be um, peer-to-peer support kind of groups. So photographers who are new to the industry, who are thinking about getting into the business, um, and, and established photographers get together and meet on a monthly basis. And there's usually a topic. Sometimes there's a topic of discussion. Sometimes someone brings a topic to the table and we all, we discuss it and we help each other. Um, and you know, we kind of, everybody's going through the same thing, you know, and, um, it's the great thing about it is that I think that sometimes photographers get hung up on, I'm competing with this other photographer when the reality is, is that, you know, if we all improve and better ourselves and we do that kind of consistently and as a group, it only helps the client in the end. It also elevates the whole, the whole um, level of the industry. And so we're not in competition with one another because if you're doing better, then, you know, you're shining better out there in the industry. It shines a better light on me when, you know, and that sort of thing. So it's a, it's a nice concept. And um, so those groups are really good. They're pretty well attended. The, the ones here in Chicago have been great. It's also been a great way for people getting into the industry to find people to second shoot with. You know, sometimes people ask me, well, how do I find photographers that'll let, you know, that let me like, and shoot, second shoot with them. And um, joining groups like that is a great way to meet other photographers and find people that you can second shoot with if you want to give that a try from a wedding perspective. Another group is uh, the Smug Mugs, Smug, uh, the Smug User Groups. So Smug Mug is an online um, gallery hosting website. I use it for all of my corporate and business work. And um, they have local um, user group meetings. And user group, user group always sounds kind of techie or, I don't know, whatever to me. Um, and it's really just people getting together, again, to talk about photography. They often have topics related to Smug Mug and the use of the site, but then they also have local people and people, national people come in um, and talk about different topics from marketing to wedding albums to, you know, whatever. They pick lots and lots of topics in the, in the photography industry. The great thing about that is you get some really good content and then you also, again, get to meet other photographers. And, um, you know, it is important as a photographer to meet other photographers. It can be very isolating to be a photographer. Um, you know, you go out and you shoot and you work with your client and then you come home and you spend hours in front of the computer by yourself. So sometimes that can be, uh, you know, I think you can get in your head a little bit too much and you can maybe overthink things or, you know, try and reinvent the wheel where if you have a, res- a pool of resources you can go to to ask questions to, it really makes a big difference. So definitely recommend those from a, from a networking perspective. And look at your local businesses, your local chamber of commerce, your local business networking groups. Um, networking Monkey is a great online source to find other networking groups and things like that that are happening in your area. And then from a technical perspective, you know, if you feel, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you might look at somebody's work and say, oh, you know, I wish I could do that or something like that, you know. Um, you know, take some seminars and workshops to make sure that you know how to use your equipment. Um, a lot of people new to the industry kind of, throw the camera on auto and, and go out and shoot. And that may be just fine for your style. But um, the way, the only way to take your, to take your business to another level is really to also make sure that you're working on your craft constantly. It really, you really should be constantly um, working on, on your, on your skill set for whatever style it is that you have. So for that, I really like, you know, a lot of online forums. There's Bob Davis is a, is a particular, um, he's somebody that I really like a lot. I like his style and his approach. Very, very, very sharing and giving with his information. He's one of the Canon Explorers of Light. You can find him online at, uh, I think, bobanddonedavis.com. 
they do some real wedding workshops, but he also he puts a lot of tips and tricks out there. Um, and his book is his book is one of the best I've seen on lighting. He does a lot of off-camera lighting, and it's called Lights, Camera, Capture. It's available either electronically, I think, yeah, electronically or in a book form. And that that that's one of those resources that I, I have it on my phone. I have it on my iPad. Um, you know, that's something that I go to when I'm looking at a situation and I'm like, oh, how am I going to light this or what am I going to do with this? It's a resource that I go back to time and time again. So it's a really, it's a good one. And you mentioned in finding your style, is that something that you feel like it took you a while to do to define your style where you said, aha, this is it. This is what I like. This is how I shoot. This is how I edit. How did yeah, you come to yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting process. I, uh, the guy that I second shot with told me, you know, that after like the first five or six weddings, he said all, you know, you could see my style already and I didn't see it. It wasn't something that I saw. I was taking pictures, you know, and I think, I think it has to come with a little trial and error. I think it's very easy these days to overprocess our images. And that is not the part of my job that I love. I love the shooting part of my job, the post-processing, the editing, the tweaking, all that kind of stuff. It's okay, but it's not. It's not the part that I love. So I like my images to look really kind of look kind of natural and to um, to not do a lot of a lot of heavy processing to them. That's something though. You know, I went through a period where you know I was touching everything and I was you know bumping up the blacks and making it really contrasty and you know all that. And I think we all have to go through that to decide that we either like it or don't. And I think that something that really kind of that helps to shake out the style, oddly enough, is the busier that you get the more you really have to settle into a process, whether you like it or not. Um, you know, if you're shooting every weekend, you can't spend a month working on every wedding. The math doesn't work. You know, at some point, you're not going to deliver that wedding to your clients. And so falling into a process also kind of means settling in and just accepting whatever your style is, you know. And if it's tweaking every image, that's great. Budget for it, account for it in your in your planning, and and go with it. And if it's and if it's like leaving stuff alone and just doing a little color correction, that's great too. I think the hardest part is actually taking a deep breath and just giving into whatever that style is and not fighting it. You know, um, because if you fight the style or you fight kind of what comes naturally to you, then I think your process suffers, your your efficiency suffers, and then in the end, your business suffers. So, awesome. yeah. yeah. Well, any final parting thoughts? I think if you're going to get into something like this, you need to second shoot. That's one of the biggest things. I think it's one of my biggest things. Um, I teach a, a wedding photography boot camp occasionally at the center. And it scares me when people come in and tell me they're taking the class because they booked a wedding in like three months and they haven't ever shot a wedding before. I feel it's a real disservice to the, to the bride and groom, you know, and you know, it's, this is their big day and, and they really need someone that's professional. So I really encourage people to seek out, you know, uh, to seek out some training, to seek out other photographers, to second shoot. I think that's really my, my biggest kind of uh, piece of um, advice. And 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 the second and the second thing would be to not worry about the equipment. To learn how to use the equipment that you have. Worry about buying more equipment. You know, when you get when you get a little money in the bank, when you get a little more successful, because you know you don't need a thousand dollar camera. I guess these days a two thousand dollar camera. Take a two thousand dollar picture. You know, I mean, you really, you really just need to know how to use your equipment to, to the best that it can do, and um, and that's really all you need. You don't need to go out and you know spend twenty thousand dollars on equipment to start shooting. So, great advice. Thank you, Angie. Yeah, thank you. If you like what you heard, I'm currently supporting this podcast through listener donations. So head on over to photofieldnotes.com. And if you want to support what you heard and hear some more like it, give a little bit, and we'll keep it going. Thanks for the support.